welcome back to bonus episode, Middle Ground. All things you guys write us emails, DMs. We answer them. <laughs> and we talk about it. Yep. We're excited to have you. Hope you guys are doing well and can't wait to read these questions. You guys sent in really good ones, so thank yeah. you for that. Gardner is asleep. On, well, no, she's not asleep. That's a total, I just told a blatant <laughs> lie. She is wide awake laying on my lap. She's doing really good, though. But I think she's tired. Like, yeah, I think she's straight chilling. So we're going to try it. And she has, like, the cutest zebra onesie. I'm like, I want that, Gardner. It's from The Gap. I know. So cute. You know who got us that? Do I know them? Let me guess. Yeah, it's family. Your sister? No. Pamela Overby. Oh, nice. My mother-in-law got us that. So nice. So cute, right? <laughs> yeah. I was like, dang. Pam be styling. Yeah. She be showing up. It's very cute. Stunning. So. And that reminds me, I just, this unlocked a whole childhood memory of mine, the zebra. When I was younger, my mom painted zebra stripes on my wall, but I didn't want like black and white zebra because I was mm-hmm. like, that's basic. Right. Lame. So I wanted, so she did like, a, I think it was purpley, but bluish, but then she did this stripes and high gloss of the same color. And it was really cool. I don't, I can't remember it like specifically, but I remember it a little bit. So it was bit. like a monochrome. Yes. That's cool. And it wasn't like, oh, zebra. Like it was like cool zebra. And I was yeah. probably like 10. Your mom's so cool. I know, right? You're so lucky. Very lucky. My mom's really cool too. Yes, we both have cool moms. You're also a cool mom. I'm, I'm also a cool dog mom, I think. So. A what? A cool dog mom. I think I'm a cool dog I mom. I was a cool dog mom. And then I had a baby and they dropped off the dog. <laughs> now I'm just mom. Yeah. Yep. What's your grounding moment? My grounding moment is I, I feel like this was my grounding moment like a, two times ago, three times ago, but I got my car serviced and I don't know if it's, I was having this conversation in my head. I don't know if it's because I'm getting older and I have money or I just really didn't know, don't know how much things cost because my car needed a new battery and I go in and I'm like, okay. And in my head, I don't know why. I thought it was going to be like a thousand dollars. I don't know a why. Battery? <laughs> yes. I don't know why. Don't ask me, but I was just like, oh, that's how much those things cost. I don't know why. No one's ever told me that. Like that was well, just. Well, at least you thought the wrong direction, <laughs> yes. like in a good way, because it felt good when you got that price tag back. Not exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so there's nothing worse than going and thinking something's going to cost $50. Right. And finding out it's like $250. Exactly. And so I go in, everyone's so nice. And you, I was like, Oh, my battery keeps dying, but like it starts. And so can you just check it? So he's like, yeah, we'll check it. And then we'll come back and tell you if you need a new one. I'm like, great. So he comes back and he's like, how much is the battery? Like 80 bucks? No, it's 280. 280. But I'm like, I have no Not idea. a thousand. <laughs> so I was like, okay. Did yeah. Did you get it like at O'Reilly or? No, at the Volkswagen place I go in Fayetteville. But it was just so funny because in my head I was like, oh my gosh, it's going to $1,000. It's okay. Like I need this to drive. Like I was like hyping myself up. No. And he's like, so that'll be like $280. I was like, excuse me? I'm like, yeah, take all my money. Here you go. And then you're like, let me go get a coffee. Literally. I saved myself. Literally. I was like, what could I treat myself with? But anyways, that's my grounding moment because well, I don't know. I know that last time you had a grounding moment about servicing your car, I talked about. Yes. The first time I went to go get tires, like 
that's like that was the moment I knew that I was financially secure is whenever right. they told me I needed new tires and I didn't cry. <laughs> right. How much is four new tires? I don't even know. It can be a lot, like a thousand bucks. Okay, okay. On like, and that's that's a good deal. Right. See, I, I don't like. know why. Like to me, a battery for a car, that seems like it should be way more well, money. Well, if you had an electric car, it would be. That's true. Um, and that's why I said to him, I'm like, I honestly, and he, when he said the price, he was like, is that okay? I'm like, yeah, I don't have another choice. Like, I have to drive this car. And I told him, I'm like, yeah, like, I literally thought you were going to say it was going to be more. And he was like, oh, no, like, especially on your model, like, it's only $280. I was like, yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, I think whenever I buy tires, it's normally like, well, it also depends on if I have been checking my own tires or if I haven't been. Because if I'm checking my own tires, Matt will find me a deal on tires and get them shipped to the shop and then have them put it on for me. Nice. And that's a lot cheaper. Right. But I'm never checking my tires. And so I go in and they're like, you need new tires. Right. And then I go and I look at them because I never trust the people and I should because I've been going to the same people forever and they're really, they're not trying to dupe me. Yeah. But I'll go and I'll check my tires. I'm like, shoot, I do. And then I have to kind of get whatever they have in stock. I don't have to. I guess I could wait, but I don't like to take my car in twice. Yeah. It's not worth it. So anyway. Anyways, that was my grounding moment. What about you? I love that. Um, we have a uh, tentative finish date on the house. Nice, nice. So they're saying we're going to be done in January. So exciting. And uh, that's just kind of a relief. I'm excited. I'm ready. And uh, it has just been a lot longer of a process than I could have ever thought. And part of that is our fault. We've been slow moving with decisions and things like that. Hey, puppies. If you hear sneezes in the background. <laughs> it's the, dogs the dogs have decided to brawl. Yep. Um, anyway, I, uh, when we started, I would have never guessed that it would take us an entire year. Oh, really? No, just, it's weird because I'm so both sides of it in that I thought the project would get this big. Right. But I didn't think that it would go this long, which I guess is kind of silly. Because mm-hmm. obviously as you add to the scope of a project, which I knew I would, I was really realistic with my budget. I was not very realistic with the timeline, I think. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, weird. Well, I guess it's better to be than the budget. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm not upset with anybody. Like, it's no, it, nobody has done anything wrong. Matt yeah. and I are the ones who have made it move slower. It's by no one else's fault. We've had awesome people. They've showed up to do everything that they've said they're going to. Mm-hmm. Um, we've just been slow making moves on stuff. And the market's just been weird. There's been a lot of, like, weird delays. In right. The, <clears throat> in the um what word am i looking for supply chain just you know all yeah. that so anyway i'm just like feeling thankful to have a tentative date on the calendar even if that's not it like i at least have something that i'm like okay by then hopefully right we get through christmas season and then we'll get to move or whatever right and that's so, so exciting yeah I'm well ready. and you had a kid so it probably like i don't know from your perspective but like through your time off yeah did it well, I was kind of hoping to have her, like, because we don't have a nursery at this house. Oh, yeah. So I was kind of hoping to move before we needed to move her into her nursery. But we're kind of at the point right now where I think it is time to move her into her nursery because she's just too long for a bassinet. Yeah. And we could put her in a pack and play in our room, but I feel like we're waking her up. She's sleeping through the night in the bassinet. So anyway, long story short, I was like, oh, six months. Like, we're going to be in the new house when she's six months old, which would be December. So it's not like we're way right. off of that but anyway yeah 
No, but I was saying, had like with having a kid, because I don't know the answer, has it thrown your time, like sense of time off? Like, do you feel like she's been with you forever or just three months? Both. Okay. It's complicated because like, I don't remember my life before her. Okay. It's very weird. Like, <laughs> I don't, and I've heard a lot of parents talk about this. And uh-huh. so I was kind of prepared for this feeling but it still is wild. Right. It's like, once they're here, you're like, what did I do? (laughs) What did I do? You know? Yeah. Like, was I just napping all day? Like, what (laughs) did I do? And I know I was really busy. Yeah. Um, But it's like, now I'm doing everything I was doing plus her. Right. And so I'm like, what? You know? Yeah. Um, And so in that way, like, I don't remember what my life was like, but in other ways, yeah, it feels like it's been a very short time and that she's brand new. Okay. Yeah, that's so interesting. Because I was wondering if it was like COVID where you're like, what day is it? What, I, well, and what's I think happening? that's part of it too. Is right. Like On COVID top of it. plus baby plus I've had this huge career shift. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's going on at all. <laughs> I'm just like, uh, okay. Right. Day to day, we got this. Yeah. You're doing great. She's doing great. Everyone's doing great. Yeah. So, are you ready to dive in? Yeah, let's do it. You want me to go first? Um, sure. Okay. Um, I'm going to read emails. Okay, let's do it. All right. First one. Love your podcast and everything you're doing. Y'all are such a bright spot to my week, so thank you. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> I always read the nice part because it makes me feel good. Um, all right. For her advice. She recently quit her corporate job in marketing and started working for a super small company where one of her best friends works. Like I'm talking, there are like four of us, is what she said. It's in a completely new field and I'm having to learn a lot from scratch. I'm frustrated because I'm not uh, picking up on things as quickly as I thought I would be. Not to mention I'm a little intimidated by my friend's relationship with my boss. They get along so well and they're almost the exact same person. I'm also finding it hard to find my place in the office. Also important, I spend a lot of my time working remotely, so I just feel disconnected from everyone. My boss brought this disconnect to me the other day, and I just feel defeated. I'm so happy creatively and want to stay in this job, but if something doesn't change, I'm afraid this won't work out. So any advice on how to become a feeling, overcome a feeling of disconnect or lack of belonging in the workplace, specifically when it's a small company and you were working with close friends? I guess I'm just having a hard time balancing being professional with work, having come from my corporate background, and the casual workplace that I'm currently in with friends. Oh, that was good. I don't know if I have advice for that, like, because I can't relate. Yeah. But. Well, I feel like I relate to this in ways. I've never been in a corporate office, so I don't relate to that. But Matt, my husband, works in a very corporate environment. And a lot of times whenever I'm emailing or the way that I talk to um, clients or people that I'm working with, he'll be like, Ooh, because of that corporate background. Oh. So I get that. Like, I'm sure that you feel like you need to have this more professional on. Um, I think the first thing that I would do is ask if you could have a meeting with your boss um, and express these feelings. Um, try and have an open dialogue about it. And don't. I mean, anytime you're having an open dialogue about a problem, I always say to be really specific and focused on using self 
um, what word am I looking for? Self-focused language. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, focus on how you're feeling and um, changes that you could make of yourself, not expectations of others. Yeah. Um, but I think that's probably a good start because they may, maybe they could bring you in the office more often so that you could um, get to know people a little better. Or maybe like you need to be working remotely so that you guys could be more intentional about having some kind of time set aside. If you need to be working remotely and that's the only option, maybe talking with them about ways you could meet up during the week via Zoom or something like that to have more of that connection with the workplace because I think that's really important, especially with a startup style small business. Um, that's hard though. Yeah. And what I will say is it is likely that you are building up the boss friend relationship more than it may actually be because of your own perspective yeah that is very true because i've definitely done that yeah that yeah it might not be actually reality but also maybe talk to your best friend that works there Mm -hmm. and just be like hey like i'm really struggling like if she's your best friend she'll understand and just be like how do i you know i don't know and also try not to just overly please either because that's not your job like your job isn't to be like buddy buddy with everyone it's no one's jobs on this whole earth. So just like do your job, but also like have that balance of, okay, I want to fit in and I want to, like, it's okay to want those things. Well, and if I, I feel like it could be hard to transition to a more casual workplace. And so if you need to have the conversation of like, what are the boundaries? What are the rules? What are yes. the expectations here as a culture? How do I behave? You know, do we text one another or is it all via Slack or is it all via email or, you know, like having those conversations don't be afraid to ask those questions. I have a story. Okay. I have a good story. <laughs> when I started my first job out of college, I was doing marketing for a boutique called Mod. And I worked there for two to three weeks before I had to use the bathroom during the workday. <laughs> okay. Like that I had to pee during the workday. I remember this story. So I would get in at 9 a.m. or whatever. And I wouldn't. I left at like 4 and I did some shoots and stuff in the evening. But I held it every single day for those first couple of weeks because I didn't know where the bathroom was, you know? Right. And then it got like too, I had been working too there long. too long to ask somebody yeah. where the bathroom was. So one day I really had to go and I just wandered around the store, um, like wandered <laughs> until I found the bathroom. And I think about that all the time. Right. And I think this is kind of the same way. Yes, I I would have felt silly like asking where the bathroom is, but what it's nothing more than silly, right? And no it's one just a funny thing, right? And people that work there aren't going to be like, ah, oh, she didn't know where the bathroom was on her first day. Like they're going to be like, oh, it's down the hall. Like, Even if I would have said it three weeks later, yeah, they would have been like, you haven't gone to the bathroom in three weeks right. while working here, and I would have been like, no, they're like, that's wild. And I was like, yeah, I was nervous. <laughs> And that's an icebreaker and that's like a conversation, which (laughs) looking back now, it's funny, but I feel like this really isn't that different. You need to break down and have those conversations about what is the culture here? Because it may feel embarrassing to ask because everybody else knows, but they didn't know at one point too. Right. Exactly. And if they're making you feel less than for having to ask those questions, then yeah, that's not a fun place to work. Mm Mm-hmm. 
And from what you're explaining, my guess is they're okay with having those conversations with you. Yeah. And you're going to be a better worker because of it. Yeah, because you know the gist of it all. So And give it some time. Yeah. Just ride the wave. Don't give up yet. Yeah. Maybe in the future if it doesn't work out. If it doesn't or... pan out and you're not happy is one thing, but give it some time because being the new kid on the block is just hard. Yeah. Regardless any, of how well it goes. Yeah, in any capacity. So you got this. We love you. And keep trucking. You okay. can 100% just hear me slurping, drinking my water because <laughs> it was like bubble, 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 bubble. Mm-hmm. And then it was the kind of swallow where I was like, whoop, whoop. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> like a fish. Someone said, how to balance sports, school, homework, and still have time for yourself? How to what? Balance sports, school, homework. And still have time for yourself. Sports, school, homework. Got it. Okay. School, homework. I was equating school and homework as the same, but I was hearing you say three things. And I was like, (laughs) I don't know why my brain couldn't couldn't get there. No, that was really weird. Um, Oh, gosh. How to balance it all? Yeah, how to balance it all. Or how to have time for yourself. Realize that you don't have a lot of free time. What? Realize that you don't have a lot of free time. And realize that it ends. Like, I feel like... I was thinking about this the other day because someone asked me um, in my Q&A box what my morning routine is. So I was telling them and then I was thinking about my morning routine like when I was younger. And I was like, how did I do that? Because I was a swimmer. You guys all know that. And so I played sport, obviously. But I found this routine and it worked for me. I don't know how till this day, but I would go to bed at like 10 10 30 I would try to like be asleep by then then I would wake up depending on how much homework I had at like 4 a.m no like 3 30 4 a.m do my homework and then I would go to swim practice I would leave my house at five go to swim practice then go to school and then I would come home at like I don't know three eat something go to sleep until night swim practice like, there was no me time. Right. Right. <laughs> At all. That's how it was for me, too. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would say just realize that it ends. Yeah. It's not healthy. It's not how things should be. No. But our culture just... American culture is broken that way. Yeah, I do agree with that. <clears throat> I think. Like, the way that we go to school as much as we do, and then are sent homework, and then are expected to perform in sports, it doesn't even make sense. No. Yeah, because on top of that, I was doing, what I'm talking about is club swim, and Joe did that too, but we also did high school, so it was like a totally different thing. Right. So we literally had no free time, because sometimes, like on a Thursday or Tuesday, I would also have a high school swim meet. Yes. And I'm like, how the fuck did I do all that? It's it's so crazy. When you're an adult, like whoever wrote that, you're going to be like, how did I do all of that? Oh, yeah. Right now, you are so prepared to adult. Yeah. You'll be fine. But yeah, I would say just like know that it ends and like, I don't know if it's a sport that you absolutely love and you think you're going to go to school for that. That's one thing. But like, if you're not happy, because I realize a lot of kids around me, I was actually happy doing swimming and I was like, fine. I quit. Yeah. My senior year. I hated it. <laughs> I still swim high school. through. Yeah. Well, no, I swim club and high school through high school season my senior year. And then I was like, I'm out. Right. But yeah, some people like just can't do it anymore. If that's you, quit. 
it's okay. Like you're going to be okay. You have yeah. more to look forward in life than just a sport. Yeah. Which was hard for me to realize, I think, but and it's hard also, for a lot of people. I'm going to devil's advocate you a little bit. Okay. And this is probably not this person. I don't know. Maybe it is. But I know some people who felt stuck because they needed the scholarship. Oh, yeah. That's true. I didn't. I had the privilege of not needing that. So what What do we do then? Yeah. Do you just know that it ends, I guess? Yeah. Just know that it ends. I mean, I think I was like that. I No one ever told me, like, you had to pay for your own school, but my parents didn't pay for my brothers. So I was like, oh, no one's going to pay for me. Yeah. So in my head, I was like, oh, I'm going to, like, swim as hard as I can. But then, like, 11th grade hit, and I was like, I don't really think I'm going to go to college. Like, I had that right. in the back of my head. Well, and I guess I will say that. Which is that, another privilege that of... That should have been your response, is you don't have to go to college. <laughs> yeah, that is true. That's true. Right. But, yeah, it's weird because I'm assuming she's in high school, but we have no idea. No, could be in college, yeah. too. Which college is a whole nother ball field, ballpark that ball. I don't know about. <laughs> ball game. Ballpark. Whole different ball game. Ball game. Ballpark. Ball game. Okay. You guys tell us, <laughs> is it ball game or ballpark? It's a whole different ballpark. You hit it out of the ballpark. No, you say I hit a home run. I mean, you can say I hit it out of the ballpark. I don't know. I said ball field, so that's just extra wrong. <laughs> so. I don't know. Anyways, but yeah, if you're in college, I don't know. I can't help you out. I've had a lot of friends, actually, that I used to swim with that quit. They were like, I can't do swimming anymore. And they quit like sophomore year and they're so happy and fine. Yeah. Out of college. And so don't be embarrassed to to do that. Yeah. It's a lot. I think it's really important to evaluate what you're getting joy from. Yes. Like, do you enjoy being an athlete? Do you enjoy being a student? And then realize that you don't have to be the best at everything. Right. Like, and the future's like, it's yeah. close. Like, and if you, you want to rock and roll at swimming and C's get degrees, <laughs> as long as you can still compete. Right. It, I don't know. That's how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Good luck to you. It's hard being an athlete. We've all been there, but. I think the best thing that Caroline just said, and this is so true, is that it's temporary. Yeah. And that's the best perspective in life in general, I think. Yes. Everything is temporary. Yeah, so just enjoy the moment because I look back, even though swimming was so fucking hard, like I look back, I'm like, how did I do all those workouts? How did I do all that? It's giving me more, uh, what's it called? I was going to say pros than cons, but I guess I can say that. Yeah. Um, positives and negatives because like it's taught me work discipline and how to interact with a lot of people and you know on and on and on the list goes on and so maybe you think about that too like what external lessons are you learning from your sport not just like are you winning are you losing from your sport in general right I love that but yeah okay somebody said I love you and your podcast it has helped me through so much thank you thank you so much if you see this we see it. Um, I'd like some advice on starting a new job. I recently took on a driver manager position and I'm very shy. Anything will help. Okay. New job. Be yourself. Be yourself. Work hard. Under promise, over deliver. Yes. 
Yes, 100% under promise over deliver. I think one of the best things you can do in a workplace is not overcommit. And I think that a lot of people get this mixed up because when they start working, they come in, they're like, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. And they talk about all the things they're going to do. And then their plate's so full, they can never live up to the expectation they've set of themselves. Whereas if you sit back and you're like, I'm going to do this one thing. And then you bring three things to the table. People are like, wow. Yeah, they're blown away. Whereas if you committed to five things and you only bring three things to the table. They're going to be like, oh. Yeah. (laughs) And it's the same. That's very true. So I think, I mean, obviously you have to do whatever your job is. Yeah. But um, don't overcommit yourself. Yeah, that's really good advice. Just like look good or feel like you're looking good. Yeah. Just be nice. Yeah. That's like the number one thing. Be nice is our always life advice. Yeah, be kind and like get to know your colleagues and... And it sounds like if you're a, a, what what did I say, a drive caller? Is that what I said? I don't drive something. Driver manager. Okay. Um, and so I'm imagining that you're on the phone a lot in that right. position. And I'm imagining that you're interacting with people that you don't necessarily have close relationships with. And so I know occasionally that can mean people not being nice. Yeah, that's true. Um, and if you're shy, I know that that can be tough. And so really having it locked in your head that other people's anger and words even when directed at you, is not always about you. Yeah, it's a projection. Yeah. Because they don't know you. You're on the other end of the phone. Right. They're just, maybe they had a bad day or they broke up with their girlfriend. Like, don't take anything personally. Um, Yeah, that's good advice. And you're doing great. Yeah. We believe in you. You got this. Okay. Um, mm -mm -mm. Any tips for staying motivated? I'm three semesters away from graduating college and I'm starting to feel a bit burnt out and I have no motivation. That's going to go by so fast. Yeah. It doesn't feel like it. Get a puppy. Yeah. Three. I <laughs> get a puppy. Um, no, don't listen to me. Don't get No, a puppy. I don't think she should get a puppy. Um, that's what I did. So um, I always felt like when stuff started to slow down and like feel that way where I was like, oh, I'm burnt out. I have a really toxic trait. To adding to the plate. Yeah, I'm like, you know, I'm feeling kind of burnout. I'm going to try 15 new things and then see just if, cry every yeah, night. See if there's a spark there. Yeah. And I've been really fortunate because it's worked out for me and I haven't had a complete mental breakdown yet. Yeah. But it's not healthy. Yeah. So I think Caroline's probably the one to speak to this. I don't know. Um, Yeah, I think it's the same thing we told the other girl. Like, it's all temporary. And three semesters left, that's, like, nothing. Like, that's, like, you're basically graduated at this point. So just, like, finish strong. Be kind. um, Know that, like, your grades aren't the end-all, be-all. It's okay to get a B. It's okay to get a C. Like, you're not going to die. And I know that's hard to hear once you're, like, when you're in the position you are. Because I remember... being in high school and I wasn't like the best student but I also wanted to like do well um so like A's B's you know whatever but I remember this light switch turning on and it was like when I was close to the finish line of graduating and I didn't know I didn't I sorry I knew I wasn't going to college that I kind of gave up I was like okay (laughs) like it's fine and I wish I would have 
that light switch would have come on kind of earlier. Not that I, I can't express to people how much your grades don't matter. No, they really don't. But yeah, that I wish the light bulb went off earlier. But I also went to a school where if you had a C, like in the class, not like your final grade, but if you had a C, you had to stay extra to like work up and like get a B, get an A. I mean, I think getting good grades is great. And like, I'm not saying don't put in effort. But, like, if you tried your hardest... That's all you can give. And what you get back is a C. Great. Who cares? You passed. You tried your hardest. You passed the class. A plus for you. Like, give yourself a pat on the back. Yeah, and I think that's another broken thing that Americans deal with is, like, you have to get straight A's. You have to, like, perform, perform. It's like, no, you don't. That's not a thing. It's a made-up system. It's not made-up. It's a real system. But, like... It's kind of made-up. I mean, yes. But, like... It doesn't matter. Like, it really... Because no one, no one asked me what grades I got ever. No. Do they ask you? My whole (laughs) child... People don't even ask what... Well, sometimes they ask my degree. But not in the capacity of work. Like... No, they're just curious. They're interested. Right. It's like people who follow me who are just curious what my education is. And no one that I am educating, no one that is hiring me, and no one that has ever paid me for my services has asked me what my degree is in. Exactly. In order to hire me. Right. Later, after they've hired me, they, we might be talking. I'm like, yeah, I went to the University of Arkansas. And they're like, oh, what's your major? Like, but never, what are your qualifications? Yeah. Because. Let alone grades. Like, what? Yes. Like, no one cares. And yes, there are exceptions to this. You know, doctors, yes. lawyers, <laughs> whatever. You want to be a PA or, right. you know, whatever you want to do. There are exceptions. And I hear you. And like, yes. Grades Those are, are going to be important to you then. <sighs> But the thing is, for the people who are really stressed about school in this capacity, I think a lot of times are people who don't even know what they want to do. Yeah, that's very true. And we've just been told over and over again that we need these perfect grades. Yes. You don't. Yes. And the other thing I'll say, too, is I see a lot, um, and it's not bad, it's just not the choice I would make is people who are really good in school and you ask them like oh you're graduating in the fall or and they're like yeah and then they're like oh but I'm gonna go back to school because like I love school so much and all this stuff but in my head and from my perspective which again this isn't bad if you're doing that I think it's great to further your education and whatever you're passionate about um in my head I'm like school ends yeah And I don't think a lot of, not a lot of people, I think a lot of people realize that, but like I'm fortunate enough to have had the opportunity to realize that sooner, I think, than most people. Like, oh, this ends and then I can get do whatever I want. It's so interesting because a lot of the people I know that are the most educated seem like the least mature. Very much agree with that. Um, And it's because a lot of people, not everybody, There are always exceptions, but a lot of people in my experience that have the privilege of going from college to grad school to their PhD to research or whatever, there's a privilege there in getting to do that financially, like whether it's parents paying for things or scholarships that include stipends that cover living or whatever it is. And they don't enter into the real world. Not, I mean, that everything's the real world technically, I guess. But a more typical day-to-day where we're paying rent or mortgage and we're 
making an income yeah having to budget doing all those things it's just like a very different way of living yeah um and so sometimes those people who are really really educated are kind of out of touch i agree with the more average american experience i'm for sure out of touch with the average american experience so don't think that's lost on me i say (laughs) that but I, I just think that's interesting. Why did I get here? What were we talking about? <laughs> it was good. Um, we were talking about, I was saying, don't feel the need to like go back to school. Like, you know how people just perform, perform, perform. And they're like, what are you doing after school? And they're like, oh, I'm going back. Oh, burnout. Yes, burnout. Okay. So, but I was going to talk about this. I would say if you're feeling burnt out and, you know, you obviously are because you're asking for us for advice. I would say just finish as best as you can. If that's C's, if that's B's, no one cares. And take a break. Like go save your money if you have a job. Go travel. Go do something. It doesn't have to be across the country. It doesn't have to be for a long period of time. Go. Like go do go something camping. else. Yes. Go to a state park that's a 30-minute drive and camp. Yes. Go do something to reward yourself because... I know that was like a, a huge lot of privilege. Universities have um, where you can rent out tents and stuff for free. Oh, they do. Oh yeah, do like that. University of Arkansas, you can go get kayaks, tents, like all kinds of stuff. You just have to mark it out, and so you don't have to. You check it out for the weekend or whatever. For I mean, it's not really free because you're paying for your education, but it's a resource of your education. Yeah. Um, and go for the weekend. Right. Do something. You else. don't have to spend money. You no. know, go and just. Get off your phone. Yeah. Get away from all the stuff and the worry about the future and just connect with right now. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, reward yourself for finishing because I had the privilege of doing that. You guys know going on a gap year and just like living in a different culture and doing all the things. And my middle brother, he did that after he graduated college because he just like switched his degree, switched his degree. And my mom was like, just go see the world. Go figure yourself out. You don't have to just like grind so hard because he is the more brainy of the three of us and anyways long story short he traveled and went to Australia Thailand did all the things and like it was really helpful for him because he was just like so burnt out and you can see it like you could see it on his face just like he was just a shell of a human kind of and we're like go just be free and he worked and did all the things to save up to do that so yeah that's there for you I know that it's temporary, like we said. Yep. And you got this. Only three semesters left. So, that's so close. Yeah. Okay. You ready? Yep. My mother-in-law has made it clear that she does not like me. She said very hurtful things to me the last time we were together, like how they're stuck with me and how it's too late now that we're married. I want to hold my boundaries and not be around someone who speaks to and treats me that way. However, I feel like it's more complicated than that. One, she's my mom's or my husband's mom. I can't and do not want to keep him away from his family. He currently doesn't want to be around them either due to the way they treat me, but I'm afraid he'll regret missing this time later in life. Two, she makes me out to be the bad guy to everyone else on that side of the family. Says I'm holding a grudge and that I spread rumors. Totally untrue. Three, I'm now afraid to be around uh, them for things like Christmas, having kids, and other events that may seem like obligations that will make me need to interact with her. Anyway, help. Gosh. 
Um, Good on your husband for not wanting to be around them. I was going to say that too. That's awesome. Um, I don't have personal experience in this. And so, you know, take any advice I have with a grain of salt. I think it's really important to hold boundaries while leaving the door open. That's true. You know? Yeah. And also realize like they're only she, I mean, your mother-in-law is who she's going to be. Like you have to accept her for who she is. And I know you want her to be different. I would. And you know, her husband, your husband wants her to be different, but like she maybe has trauma or has issues of her own that she's projecting on you and give her grace. And I know that's way easier said than done. And it's, it sounds like you want to do that. Cause you're like, I want to have this relationship with it her. It sounds so, like you have a really healthy mind. Yeah. And that's it, really honestly. nice. So good for you on that. But like, she's only going to show up or do the things from her perspective. So yeah, like Joe said, what was the analogy? <laughs> Leave the door open. <laughs> the analogy. Oh, to set boundaries, but leave the door open. Yes. Um, which again, it's easier said than done. But th- the thing I was going to say is about her spreading rumors or like kind of bad talking you to other family. I always, when it comes to that kind of stuff, remind myself that the only thing in my power is to then show up and prove those statements wrong. Yeah. Like that, that's the only thing in my power. And that doesn't mean be fake. No, or overprove. Yeah, that doesn't mean do anything. It means show up and be yourself. And the people that are worthwhile for you to have a relationship with will see through it. Yeah, they'll see your true self. Yeah. And if they don't, it's okay. You have other people in your life that are worthwhile. Yeah. And, and good on you for realizing that your husband should and is allowed to have that relationship still yeah that's very nice of you because at the end of the day like yes that is his mom and no him wanting to have a relationship with his mom does not mean that he supports or uh approves of her treating you that way and so it's it's a delicate balance yeah but it sounds like you're navigating it honestly as well as you can yeah it does sound like that um easier said than done Stick to your boundaries and leave the door open. Always behind. Yep. That's all you can do. I think it's going to be really important because at the end of the day, you're married. So you have a whole lot of more years Mm -hmm. with her in your life. And, um, you know, my mom and my grandmother didn't have a good relationship when my parents got together. And I had no idea. Sorry, my mom and your grandmother. My mom and my grandmother. Yes didn't have a good relationship not her mom my dad's mom gotcha so like my mom and her (laughs) mother-in-law gotcha didn't have a good relationship when my dad and my mom first got together okay um and i never knew that oh okay as the grandchild right i never even experienced that yeah so i think that's some perspective to have too it's a lot of time is going to go by yeah and everyone's life is going to evolve and change and new experiences will be had. And there's no reason to get worked up and create fears. Like you said, I'm worried about when we have children. I'm worried about Christmas. I'm worried about 
worry about what is right in front of you as best as you can. Because mm-hmm. I understand that we naturally have that inclination to worry. Well, what if, what if, what if? Yeah. But worry about what's right in front of you right now. Because between now and Christmas, a lot can change. Between now and kids, a lot can change. Yeah. Because you, like, worrying, you're actually, like, expecting them to act like that. Right. So, like, you're also having, like, this tunnel vision almost of like who they are but just like maybe widen your horizon and be like well it's that like when you get a new car and then all of a sudden you see that car everywhere oh yeah it's the same thing with stuff like this is whenever i'm upset with somebody in my life i all of a sudden notice everything they do wrong yeah exactly (laughs) and they're not acting any different than they did before no you're just like fixated on them and their behaviors yes It's very true. And so the best you can do to get out of that headspace and just experience them as they are, like you normally would, is the healthiest, I think. Yeah. And what I like to say is like when someone asks me, do you like that person? Or, you know, someone asks me what's my opinion on someone and say I don't really mind them. I always say like, well, they're not Cruella DeVille, but like I wouldn't hang out with them. It's kind of like that. Like, she's probably not the devil and you you're saying that like she's not um but it is rude that she's like talking about you behind your back but like you get to choose who you hang out with so like yes have boundaries and do the things and your husband you know can see them and whatnot but know that she's not Cruella Deville. yes so all perspective is Cruella Deville now I know I am Kind of am. a little Dalmatian. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Frankie today? She is... Uh, I left her home alone, and then Chris has her right now, I think. Or he should, which Aww. is fine. Yeah. Thank you, Franks. Any other questions? Um. Yeah, we have a couple. Or we can do, like, two more okay. quick ones. I'm out on my end. Okay. Um. A lot of starting new job ones. I know. It is a job... I know, it's so weird. I wonder if the job market's getting better with I guess, and it's everything. like September. Yeah. Oh, someone asked, how to organize your life as your own boss? That's a good question. Wow. <laughs> we could do a whole episode about this. We should. Yeah. Let's write that. I'm, I'm, I'm just going to write it down and take a pause. <laughs> yeah. Because otherwise I'll forget to write it down. Yeah, that's a good question because we are both our own boss i'm just gonna text it to you okay do it because then we know we have it what did what did it say um how to, how to organize your life as your own boss holy moly when was the last time we texted <laughs> why can't i find when it? was it do, 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 do. last friday wow that's weird Okay, so I'll give kind of a shortened version of this, of what I would, because what I would say if we were doing a whole episode, I could really go into detail on this, but um, the best tip I can give you is set your office hours. Yeah, that's good. Um, because when you're your own boss, it's really easy to want to work and work and work, and I don't follow this advice, so don't <laughs> like listen to me and think that, wow, Joe really has it together yeah. and she has a good balance. No, I'm psychotic. I work... <laughs> She's a workaholic. Constantly. Yeah. Oh. Oh. And Gardner does not like it that I work constantly. 
Hi, did you wake that up? That was from like your a nap? big boohoo. Like boohoo. <laughs> I know she woke up from her nap and like I think it scared her. Yeah. Um, babies are funny. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I don't do this, um, but I know people who do, and they're much healthier than me. So set your office hours, um, whatever that needs to be. Or if you're more like me and you're like, I'm not going to be able to stick to that. I'm going to end up on my phone responding to emails. Set your not office hours. Oh, yeah. That's what I do. So for instance, when I get up on the mor- in the morning, I don't look at my phone first thing. Yeah, that's nice. I drink my tea. I pump or do whatever I'm going to do in the morning. And then I pick up my phone. Mm-hmm. So I have my like not working. Yeah. Very nice. Set. I don't know. I feel like I've finally started to get in the groove of like working for myself. Um, Cause it is hard. It's a struggle. And I don't know. I feel like you can't really compare yourself to others. Um, because like I, Joe and I can give you, as much advice as we can about this, but like it's really up to you to find that groove of how you work and all the things. Cause like just between Joe and I, we work totally differently. Yeah. And like we just do and totally normal, but like. And we can both get the same amount done. Yes. And we will go about it in two completely yes. different ways. But well, I would say like for me and just my personality, I have to have breaks or like I can't, I'll just like not be able to function so getting a dog actually has saved my life because I'm finally like oh break like I have to walk her and I have to take care of this thing and then she sleeps and then I work and it's like why didn't I just get a puppy like when I first started all this because it's really helped me work better actually because I'm like looking forward to these breaks when before I would kind of have to just make up breaks like oh I guess I'll drive to get coffee or I'll drive to go see a friend or like certain things like that mm. but I don't know for me I'm not saying getting a dog is your like what you should do but getting a dog has helped me but yeah setting those times it's basically like out of office hours same thing just <clears throat> taking a break doing getting outside um but we wrote it down and we're gonna do a whole episode on that yeah I think that's a good topic really good but yeah and just I know that you're not alone yeah I think it's something that even people who don't work for themselves could probably learn from because yes. it's really it, it boils down to time management yeah yeah and that's really important and some people are really good at it and some people aren't as good and that's okay they're just finding out your groove like I said and all of the things so if you're interested in doing a topic which I think we're gonna do it anyways but we'd love to hear if you are and yeah so I think that concludes our episode we hope you guys enjoyed and got some advice that you needed i like these yeah so do i I like getting so please email us or send us a dm if you have any advice that or questions you want us to respond to and our emails hello at middlegroundpodcast.co yep um and as we talked about before feel free to go review us on apple Podcasts. that's a huge help to us um and what else anything else going um, on i don't think so merch is still on the website merch is up um you can repost this on your story which i want to say thank you all who reposted monday's episode there were because so many i was very happy about it <laughs> there were so many and it was, I was funny because like, oh. as i was resharing them and i was like responding <laughs> we're almost done little we're almost done 
as I was responding, like, thanks so much for sharing. A lot of you were like, yeah, I did this for you, Caroline. I'm like, thank you. I really appreciate it. Well, I was laughing because our conversation about it was at the very end of the episode. I know. Like, after we had already kind of concluded. Yeah. And so I was like, people probably won't even hear this. I know. It's funny because, like, I always think about that, too. I'm like, do people stay till the end or do they just stay for the meet and, like, exit? Yeah. Because, like, sometimes I personally do that on podcasts. I'm like, okay, the meet's over, done. Like, I'm busy or something comes up. But just always curious. So thank you for reposting. And if you like this episode, be sure to repost it again. Yeah, we love it when you share. There were ones in the car. Those are my favorite. I know, right? Or when they're cleaning and yes. it's, like, on the TV. That's fun, too. Yeah, I love that. So, anyways, I'm Caroline. I don't think we said that at the beginning. Oh. I hope you know us by now. Well, we're Caroline and Joe. And if you've (laughs) never listened to an episode of this podcast before, this was probably a weird episode to enter on. (laughs) Right. But we love you, and we're so glad you're here. Yes. Words. Yeah, you can find me, Caroline, at Caroline Selty on all things. And I'm at Joe Johnson Overby. And we love you, and I hope you guys have a great weekend. Love y'all. Bye. Bye.